It is the middle ground between light and shadow, between science and superstition, and it lies between the pit of man's fears and the summit of his knowledge. This is Time Enough Podcast. Time Enough podcast where we get into episodes of the Twilight Zone and beyond. As always, this is Matt here. With me today is Luke. Hi. What up, my fellow gangsters? I'm the cleanest genus with the cleanest penis. <laughs> genus Gen- genius genus genius cleanest genius with the cleanest no, it's about, i think it's meant to be meanest genus genius with the cleanest penis okay. they can't both just be clean <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah so today is uh the passerby i i, I invited you specifically for this one because you're not american mm. so because uh it's it's one of those you know, great moments with Mr. Lincoln 60 shows, uh, Star Trek also notoriously having one of those episodes. Not yep. the same person I checked. <laughs> I thought, uh, shame. I was hoping because they got people for that that like play presidents and stuff and like, you know, multiple movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that. I was really hoping to be there is a Star Trek connection here that's notable, but it's not that one. So I was right. a little disappointed by that. Mm. Doing some trivia. Since I'm already trying to like edge into it anyway. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, you, you, I could tell you're chomping at the bit to trivialize me. Yeah. Original air date was October 6, 1961. The script is by Rod Serling. Elliot Silver, Elliot, Elliot Silverstein is back to direct. He will ultimately helm four episodes of The Twilight Zone. James Gregory played the sergeant. He may be chill here. But he usually appeared in more aggressive roles, such as the senator and the Manchurian candidate and General Ursus and Beneath the Planet of the Apes. Oh, he nice. Up, yeah. He showed up in plenty of other television roles, as well as a regular role on Barney Miller in the 70s. Lavinia Godwin was played by Joanne Linville. She was on The Guiding Light around this time and also appeared in a few episodes of fellow anthology show One Step Beyond. Genre fans will surely recognize her as the Romulan commander from Star Trek's The Enterprise Incident. So hmm. that's right. That's where I linked in the Trek, which uh, Trek and apes. So this is a good. I one. know. Yeah. Yeah. Blink and you miss him. But uh, Mash's corporal clinger, Jamie Farr, is one of the soldiers passing by in this episode. But, is he one uh, of the two with lines or is he just like an extra? <laughs> He's just an extra. He wasn't like a famous dude yet in 1961. You know, MASH was like 10 years after this, right? So hmm. <laughs> uh, black is the color of my true love's hair with a Scottish by way of Appalachia Diddy. But we also have a score from Fred Steiner. He's best known for composing the themes for Perry Mason and Rocky and Bullwinkle. And he also did work on the music for the original Star Trek series and motion picture, along with Return of the Jedi. Of course, on those movies, he was not the main composer. He was, you know, I don't, I don't yeah. know how, I don't know how big productions work, but you know, I guess. I mean, there's a lot of different guy. instruments, so I assume one guy can't take care of them all. Didn't bother Beethoven. I bet he had guys. 
No, he was too much of a prick. He didn't want to like. To also, <laughs> also, Beethoven could probably spend more time on a project than like when you're doing six different movies a True. year. But I mean, once you, once you, um, you know, once you learn orchestration well, you can, you know, pretty much sit there and it's like, you know, how to plug in the basics, right? So, mm-hmm. for yeah, even for me being a musician, yeah, the idea of composing something like that seems like, you know, headache inducing. Yeah. I can't do that, but. Yeah, you can read books. I mean, I'm sure by the end of John Williams' career, he just like whistles into a dictaphone and someone else does. Cloud Atlas style. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, uh, is that is that bad for me to say about a legend like John Williams? <laughs> <laughs> but the guy in Cloud Atlas was a legend, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, anyway, I'm not I'm not saying that is John Williams, I'm just saying it's possible. Mm. <laughs> not knowing anything. Allegedly. About no, I I I don't think I've ever alleged heard by me. I don't think I've ever heard dirt on John Williams. I've alleged that. Okay, you're alleged. <laughs> Can you allege this prologue, please? This road is the afterwards of the Civil War. It began at Fort Sumter, South Carolina, and ended at a place called Appomattox. Hippopotamox. <laughs> it's littered with the residue of broken battles and shattered dreams. In just a moment, you will enter a strange province that knows neither north nor south, a place we call the twilight zone all right yeah, there, there's there's where you betrayed you're not being american because they, they make us know it's appomattox in high school appomattox <laughs> i think but i've yeah. heard that and i've, I've heard it as like upper maddox <laughs> <laughs> i like hippopotamus though that's fun so hippopotamax uh, the maximum hippopotamus what what's claimed more human lives the hippopotamus or the american civil war over like all of time, mm. over all of time, I, uh, hippos are pretty aggressive, aren't they? Yeah, they don't like it when they see you. Mm. I mean, but yeah, yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't have an answer. I'm finding out right now. <laughs> but I'm thinking all the time. I'm thinking like prehistory, you know? Yeah, or, that's true. I mean, I probably can't you, get an accurate number. Yeah, if you just want like, uh, they order. kill at least five hundred people a year. Okay, five hundred. <laughs> I think uh, you know what? Uh, yeah, with attrition, I think they uh, hippopotamuses win. Six hundred twenty thousand died in the U.S. Civil War. So you're only you're only taking what hundred and twenty? No, wait, six hundred twenty. So you, you would need like a, a millennium and a half. But yeah, hippos have probably killed more people than the U.S. Civil War. Okay, well now we know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the fun facts that you'd never think about otherwise. Um, mm. At what point in this episode was the the twist supposed to be obvious? I had trouble figuring out. That was my problem. When is the twist obvious? Um, At least after they, they meet the guy with the hole. When she picks up his hat and I know she's going to find blood or a hole. Right. Yeah, because he's been in but I feel like I feel minutes. like as, as soon as you see them walking down the road, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I think I'm looking- like but that that's that's we're in like we watch a Twilight Zone every week and we're in guess the twist Ted right? Yeah, it was maybe for a casual TV audience, but no, I'm pretty sure once once you find out that one guy was meant to be dead and he's got blood on his hat. Yeah, yeah. Once I mean, you know, we're like I don't know. Two minutes in, I was like, well, I guess I this is this is our lost island, is it, or that place yeah. we hung out in the sixth season or whatever? Except more depressing. <laughs> This um, is where the river that comes from the Lost Island eventually flows. Yes, yes, there we go. So, 
like these trails well I, I guess this is a weird purgatory trail but you know i grew up like hiking these trails son you know but mm. yeah you know I, when you hike when you're living in the southeast you're often hiking on you know like battlefield sites and stuff right so um i uh, the point being coming from atlanta you know obviously we hear quite a lot about the civil war what what is your your actual knowledge of the civil war um slaves okay uh the north one okay the uniforms are kind of funky yeah uh, it it was say, less yeah. of a civil war than the War of Independence was. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, that that would definitely the, be the <laughs> the um the so called civil war was pretty much fought on state lines, right? Whereas the War of Independence was much more on ideological grounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like uh, slavery is one of the biggest issues, but yeah, there's like eight different issues, right? Mm, they pre- they yeah. pretend there's other issues because they don't want to admit they were fighting for slavery. <laughs> Well, it's I mean, a, that's the read the rest of the world has on your. No, it's saying war. like, yeah, some of them are like <laughs> economics, but well, it kind of boils down to that as well, right? So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was yeah, it is economically advantageous to not have to pay your staff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, the the thing that people maybe don't think about enough is that for the North, it wasn't like a morality, you know, like move. It was just like no, no, no. The, it was a that, political that was, move. Like it wasn't the gracious. That was their thing. move to win the war was to free the slaves, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and, or to announce that, I mean, you know, basically yeah. it was just a idle threat when they first said it anyway, because they were not in control of that area at the time. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's like um, World War II, right? We look at it now as we were fighting to stop the Nazis doing those heinous things and we were heroes. We didn't know most of the they were getting up to when we were fighting the war. Like, we I, don't, didn't, I didn't like Germany. <laughs> like, you know, I don't know what's going on. And uh, I, I don't have like a good working knowledge of like, 17th century you know british shenanigans with mm. Cromwell and and knocking off the king and all that sort of stuff and william and mary i can like spit out names by the sequence i think of most of that's not... a lot of that's earlier but yeah oh oh yeah earlier the 17th century right so oh yeah yeah i'm, I'm... centuries are stupid yeah yeah like <laughs> they, they really should match the the first two digits of the year i, I understand why they don't because you, then you'd have to have a zero century but that's fine let's have a zero century let's support yeah. a zero century, century zero that, that's the movement we can that's all get sick. behind yeah really so i don't i don't think that's a bad idea um <laughs> but i will say um something i think fiction doesn't do enough is like yeah the the south did should were bad and didn't deserve to win that war the individual soldiers weren't all like evil no slave owners or fighting for the and i think we we too often don't admit that like you know on both sides of their war it's just young men who didn't deserve this yeah yeah because there was you know like literally there were like brother fight brother probably not on the same battlefield facing each other maybe that happened once and then the hippo killed them both yeah <laughs> i don't i don't really know wasn't there at least not that time i was there later much like 150 years later were there any hippos no nah, no nah, we don't we don't uh, have you got, you got they, they, they went escape they escaped they went extinct in the southeast i believe mm. yeah now they just live in the bayou yeah hippos in the bayou <laughs> the, 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 we're That's the film see. hippos in the bayou yeah sure why not <laughs> <laughs> But, like I'm um, bored of alligator horror movies. Give me a hippo horror movie. Right. This is one of those things though, where it's like you can't really have laws to your purgatory because 
it doesn't make sense. She's there in her house. Everyone else is walking along. And then well, Mr. Lincoln's the caboose. Because the quote-unquote tweet was so... Tweet. Twist. <laughs> my God, my brain. Because the quote-unquote twist was so um, so obvious, I assumed that we were meant to just know they're in purgatory. And the twist was going to be that she was dead, too. Well, if she's in purgatory, of course she's dead, too. Yeah. So that's not a so, twist. Like, but they, they didn't really... Lean, they didn't make that, like, the big shocking... Bah, bah, bah. Like because they I were think, like, oh, we'll see, we'll see you later. We're on our way. Like they're just passing by, right? Yeah, it's like a just a series of revelations by these people, right? Like, yeah, our, our main, our two leads. Which, and it seems everyone else is pretty much like on board with this. So you know, they're the two lost souls that don't quite get it. I don't for whatever even, reason. Yeah, they haven't accepted it. Yeah, I, I guess it's a, a lack of accepting that they're dead, but. uh because uh, is it Char- Charlie's pretty lively. No, Charlie's the guy that lost three ma- marbles. He's very deadly. Okay, excuse me. I got the name wrong. Um, and then she just calls him um, Sergeant all the time, so I can't actually remember what his name is. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. He, yeah, he's just Sergeant. That was actually the name when I was doing the... Uh, the oh, okay, there you go. Trivia. I thought so, I'd missed his name. So the Sergeant, I don't know, he's an interesting dude because he's kind of chipper. He's kind of positive, but he won't accept... I mean, he accepts it before she does, but... Hmm. But I don't see what makes him different than the the shell shot guys that are just like dutifully marching along. To maybe it's his maybe it's his guitar. Maybe it's his tunes. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he's not bringing his step, even beyond the grave. We gotta take it to the afterlife. Is yeah. It was a weird shaped guitar, but then he's like he built it himself. So I'm like, that's kind of. Have cool. you ever made your own guitar? No, I have weird shaped guitars. Hmm. No. Do you think uh, you, do you think if you made one, it would look better than that? Oh God, no! Especially not yeah. like like if I were to make one, I, I maybe I can manage an electric. I mean, you can get a set to build that. Acoustics are hard. You got to like a well. That's why he's it's so boxy. Oh, that's interesting. I'd have assumed it was the other way around. You have to shape the wood. No, no, you got to like cure the wood and shape it. Right, but if you're shape. making an electric guitar, how much of it are you making? Uh, it's like, like, if you're making one from scratch, it's more difficult. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm thinking you could get a slab that's already a body or something like. Right. I, I don't know woodwork. You know, yeah. we live in we live in Nagano in, in Japan, and one of the reasons they make so many guitars here is because Nagano folks are good at woodwork. So mm-hmm. after the war, it's like, hey, how can we make you know some money, more money with our skills? And it turned out to do that. <laughs> mm. So, um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was I was impressed with his ingenuity, and he got to take it. To, Hey, they say you don't get to take anything to afterlife with you, but he got to take that with him. So this fever, I guess. Did she get to take the shotgun in her house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shotguns in her house, so she gets that. Well, that, that, that's why I'm not sure if she is dead yet or if she's just seeing them pass by. Oh, okay. You're, yeah. I mean, obviously, I think it's just the guys on the road or in like the purgatory was how I was reading it. Okay, no, I was pretty straight up like, okay, it's all perfect. Everyone on screen is dead. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that about two minutes in, I was on board like, well, first I didn't get the guy because I'm like, the sergeant, like, this guy's getting increasingly creepier, creepier and creepier. <laughs> like, he, he's kind of creepy at first. Like, I, I thought he was, like, going to try and do something untoward. As, like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, do you mind if I have some water? Do you mind if I sit down? Do you mind if I play guitar? Do you mind if I... Uh, figure you a little bit. Yeah, I'm that's where. <laughs> I mean, they weren't going there on 1961 television, but that's kind of like that's where I, I smelled it going. Like, 
especially because uh, you know it's a twilight zone so the fact that otherwise the guy seems relatively harmless can easily can quickly turn you know right but but uh, he, he's a he's a pretty stand-up sergeant i guess so good for him yeah he seemed like a good guy yeah okay, he even but... didn't want her to like take any revenge or whatever he was past all that yeah well he figured it out earlier too so i mean once oh, she, yeah, this is once she shoots the shotgun he's he's already got it worked out yeah um the war really aged him. They say he's some like ridiculously young age in it. So, did you check whether the actor was that age? Oh, I didn't check what because this is this is, is that does seem to be like a running theme on this podcast is that he's meant to be thirty two, but he's clearly a fifty year old actor. Oh, he was twenty eight when he played this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, uh, I'm looking at different stuff here, but uh, yeah. I'll... Sorry, I did not not have that particular thing on the docket. So. If I search it, it'll take too long. Sort it out, you mug. I'm trying to find you again in my Zoom windows. There we go. Okay, you're back. Hello. Yeah, I mean, you didn't go anywhere. I just lost on my computer for a second trying to figure out how old that guy was, but I failed and wasted time. Okay. <laughs> um, do we really need Abraham Lincoln to show up at the end and say he's the last victim of the Civil War? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it did it was a little weird, like ah oh, well, that, that I think that Lincoln. Is that what happened because the twist is given away too early? That's my thought. And it's they like have that second. We have to put something? something in there. His idea was well, we'll chuck Abraham Lincoln in. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you prefer? This appearance of Abraham Lincoln or the Star Trek one? Oh, the Star Trek one. Wait, yeah, yeah. are we Talking Abraham Lincoln floating in space or Abraham Lincoln on the planet of good guys versus bad guys? Oh, is that that's two different episodes, isn't it? I, yeah, I, I, is it? Is um, it even uh, Abraham Lincoln in the one I'm thinking of? Oh, Abraham Lincoln does float in space and he is on a planet. I know. So. If it's, uh, okay, yeah, they might be two different episodes. Yeah, you can't really beat Abraham Lincoln floating in space, can you? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the Twilight Zone could have learned a lesson from a show made several years after this one was made so yeah so so when this episode was 61 yeah oh yeah he was 50 years old okay and they said it was 30 you're the one who said he said he was 30 i feel like that he said something along those lines and i was like that guy is not yeah okay so no, yeah born 1911 okay so at least he looked the right age yeah, for me, because the general in Beneath the Plans, it doesn't seem like a young man at all or a young. Oh, yeah. Well, also, he's in full eight makeup the whole time, but <laughs> the voice definitely is yeah. not. The young the, whippersnapper. There, there's so much build up to that reveal that you mentioned before with the, with the soldier that's missing an eye. Mm. Um, so the reveal wasn't shocking, but I was like, oh, that's surprisingly gory for 1961 network television. I guess in a way, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it looked gnarly. They called him blind, but it seemed mm. one eye was still working okay. If he if he did lose both eyes, does that mean he has to go through the afterlife blind? Uh, maybe just the purgatory bit. Okay. Maybe you have another way of seeing? I, I, I don't really know. Well, he, yeah, because he seemed to be able to see them in some other way, right? Yeah. Because he knew she was there before she said anything, I think. The other thing is when, he's, um, when the sergeant's first talking to him, I'm like, is he mm. complicit in a murder? Because he's chatting the guy up, and she he knows she's going in to get a shotgun because she literally just said she was going to do that if a Union soldier shows up. So, well, the, the, like, the, the two possibilities there is, A, does he already know mm. um, that he's dead, right? In which case, he doesn't care if he gets shot. 
Oh, and oh, then the also the horse, but the sergeant. I, I, no, no, I but I mean, the sergeant, if the sergeant if the sergeant had had figured out he was dead by that point, then he's not going to be worrying about whether she shoots this other guy or not, right? Because it doesn't make a difference. Yeah, but if you, you wouldn't know what happens in purgatory. Maybe you get maybe it, you know, the maybe. hellfire. Uh, but then the other thing is, I think instantly. he was trying to show her that this was a good man. Mm-hmm. So maybe he was trying to talk her out of shooting at him. Oh, okay. Well, that that was a uh, yeah. Because at that point, I think he mostly figured it out but i mean how mm. much do you i mean it would take quite a bit to just convince you that you are now dead if you are not thinking that you are currently dead i mean it's not going to be like oh yeah i am dead you're it's it will take a little bit i'm sure yeah i've, I've never seen any work of fiction where they're just like oh yeah you're right yeah, yeah, yeah. so i am <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's not something you want to hear you know ask bruce willis right mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the whole point of the movie <laughs> what movie? I don't know. I can't spoil that movie. Okay, good. Phew. I thought you were about to spoil Ooh. an ending for me. Ooh. Okay. Um, you know, I've oh. never seen that film. No, it's it's fine. Because someone film. mentioned there's a twist. I immediately guessed what the twist was going to be. And then I'm like, well, there's no point watching it next time. <laughs> I, think, I think I saw it opening night just because it had, like, decent buzz. Mm. So, yeah. No, my mum just came home and like, oh, there's a twist. You'll never guess it. And I'm like, he's dead at the end. She's like, yeah. <laughs> so well, okay, I watch well, that then. <laughs> well, see, see, I was on water, so I just went to the opening night and watched right, it. Yeah, right? yeah, and yeah. I don't, I don't, I, well, I don't think I figured it out until it, it arrived. Well, I, I, she might have said more than that, but my mom has a terrible habit of thinking she's being subtle and just telling you something. <laughs> <laughs> of course, we can't know what's at the end of the road in this episode, but what's at the end of the road? The wizard. I mean, we've seen multiple v- various Twilight Zone afterlives, so just one of them, I guess. A casino? Um, maybe they each. It seems that you each get your own individual heaven or hell in the Twilight Zone, right? Possibly. I mean, I don't think we've ever even seen a heaven. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> heaven is a new confederacy. Okay, that, that's that's the. <laughs> that's the oh, it's at the end of that road is the Firefly universe. <laughs> where the brown shirts get to go around pretending they're the good guys <laughs> um top five redneck names uh, judd has to be near the top but only with two d's if it's one i think this one's one d which doesn't do it for me i need both of them uh yeah i don't know i definitely was picturing judd with two d's yeah well, i had I a picture i picture everyone with two d's <laughs> <laughs> anyway i um yeah i had the subtitles on and, and it was one and I, I think when i was doing the trivia it was also one so okay um yeah but i with two top um i, I might mention jebediah that's got to be up there that one seems a little too biblical to fully work though right i'll see to me my redneck name. uh yeah i guess it's the south but it's not quite redneck yeah yeah like uh, i mean for, for women it's easy it's just double barrel names right <laughs> Mary Lou, Cindy Lou. Oh, 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 I was thinking double letters. Okay, you mean double letters like that? Yeah. Um, Cletus, The Simpsons got Cletus in there, but I don't think there's actually any people named Cletus. Is there? Uh, maybe maybe Cletus is, has been ruined by The Simpsons doing it now. Cletus T. Judd is that his name? I don't know. Should be. <laughs> <laughs> I might be right. I might be dredging out some like totally like you know specific trivia there. I um, mean, you you knew a lot of people who were getting up to some redneck. And what were they called? Oh, that—that's the story I was going to tell. Which I might—I know that's the story you're going to tell, Matt. I've known you long enough. 
Okay. That you just have the same set of stories you tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is just where, yeah, yeah. Just if, if someone's wondering what I'm talking about, it's uh, us pulling up on a, in an Alabama lake to pulling up on, on ski dues or whatever to an encampment and meeting Buff and Bubba. So I guess Buff <laughs> and Bubba would be the top two for me just because of experience. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, what, what is the the English version? It'd be a North Country farmer name, or yeah, well, something? Uh, uh, West Country farmer is where I grew up. And yeah, there's basically everywhere that's not London is considered country pumpkins of some description. <laughs> Wait, what's what's the British uh, like, pumpkin name? I just want to try to think because I don't think their names are that different. But I did grow up in quite a countryside, yeah. but, but yeah, no, I grew up in literally the city where Hot Fuzz is filmed, right? Um. But the, the names are no different than anywhere else in London, in the UK. Yeah. Well, the Welsh would have some different names, wouldn't they? A little bit, yeah. Or yeah. well, these different spellings. But yeah, I think yeah. England's names are pretty... Remember that England is smaller than most American states. So... Yeah, true, true. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was sitting here wondering if there was just a bumpkin name for, for, the, for the UK, but it may be There are bumpkin not. zones, but I don't think they have as you, much of a variety in their language. You've entered the bumpkin zone. That My least sounds... favorite song, like the Hedgehog level. <laughs> um, questions for this episode: Who in this episode's in the Twilight Zone? Well, that we do actually disagree on this, then, because okay. you think it's everyone. I'm going with everyone, but I'm pretty sure it's everyone but her. Oh, okay. Why not her then? I just got the impression that she wasn't that the others were dead, and she was seeing them pass. Like it's called the passers-by. Oh, right. But so now I assume they were finished... passing by her. But now that you finished the episode. Or are you putting her in as well, or because of her perception? Not, per- but she's got the per- she's got the perception most tweaked in this episode, doesn't she? I guess, yeah. I guess if going to the Twilight Zone is like getting that information, then maybe she's the one who most went into the Twilight Zone. Yeah. Whereas the sergeant had more of like a leisurely stroll into the Twilight Zone. He, yeah, it's hard to tell if he was ever like not aware he was in the Twilight Zone. Mm. And like by this episode, Lincoln is just of the Twilight Zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, putting Lincoln in your show is basically the Twilight Zone, even if it's an Oscar-winning movie. Because yeah, <laughs> I was I mean, going to say, like, when this came out, would people have seen that as cringe? Do you think? Well, I, or would they have been one hundred percent on board with it? I don't know. This this is about the time when um, maybe a year or two after this it was the World's Fair, where great moments with Mister Lincoln was one of Disney's contributions to the World's Fair and a massive hit. So. People loved mm. it. They loved they loved seeing animatronic Lincoln. So maybe they'll love seeing him at the end of this episode. Yeah, you're probably right. I was listening you know, to another podcast recently. Um, you know, James and Matt, who've been on our other podcast, and they did Star yeah. Cools. They recently did Marvel Cools because Dave had never seen any of the Marvel movies. And they got to Iron Man 3, and it's like, well, you've got to choose. Do we save Pepper or the president? But that question is meaningless now because the the office of the presidency has just lost all like prestige like (laughs) you would never choose the president over your wife anymore (laughs) (laughs) like even like post Trump right you don't look at Joe Biden and be like my god the president of the United States what a regal just like oh I'm I'm impressed this guy is still together I mean like physically like at all I mean you know like he's holding together I just expect his arm to fall off at some point So, so yeah, the, I, I wonder how much that has retroactively like tainted previous presidents. Mm. And now when Lincoln shows you up, you're like, yeah, okay, great. You're just a bloke whose job it was to 
He, he he was a war president. War presidents are guilty of war crimes. <laughs> yep. And there and hasn't think, been a peace president yeah, in pretty say, much was, the entire history of the US. Who was the last not war president? Yeah. <laughs> but didn't didn't we didn't you check it once and it's like the US has been at peace for like 17 years of its existence or something? It's something like that. Yeah, it's a really a really short time. So um well, uh what is my question? Do they deserve their trip into the Twilight Zone? Am I asking about all the casualties of the Civil War, or am I just asking? Well, I mean, about we talked about this people? already, right? Because <laughs> isn't kind of the point of this story that no, none of them do. Mm. Like none, no, of them, none of them deserve, but they're they're yeah. all going to die. Like, what is it? You uh, you only walk this road if you die of horrible circumstances. Because she died of fever, right? So she didn't just mm. have a. I mean, she didn't get shot in the head, I guess. But uh, right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, everyone would have to walk this road eventually, but maybe less bewildered. Maybe they didn't just get traumatized on the battlefield. Mm. Well, because she, yeah. They were walking by her house because they're all on the walk, whereas she's just, you know. Maybe she doesn't need to go and follow them on that road. Maybe she can just pass the more peaceful way. And then her husband had a relatively stupid death sometime before. He he died in like a bar, right? Didn't you say he died in Gettysburg? Oh, did he? Okay, it gets again. It gets confusing. Okay, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, I, maybe. Don't, I think anyone died in a bar. I don't know where you've got that from. I don't either. Okay, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I, I for some reason I thought he got in a scuffle like with a rebel. I'm not a rebel, a union guy, like off battlefield. But I guess it was on battlefield. He got shot. So okay. yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That she's just saying because she doesn't know specifically who killed him. She's just like a Yankee. Oh, maybe she was just like like trying to surmise like what kind of the situation was like. Okay, so but yeah, she does say Gettysburg like three or four times. Okay, so like, but that's my point. Do all of these people like uh, you have to have a traumatic death to go through this particular purgatory? I mean, it almost feels like it's this specific war is mm. this purgatory, right? Because they're all on this same road. Maybe, so well, maybe at the point of it is um, is they have it's to put them on the same road to reconcile them. And that's why she gets to be on it, because she's still harboring this, like, she wants vengeance on just any of them, right? Yeah. Whereas maybe the point of this whole purgatory is to, like, look, you're all going to the same place, let's put these differences behind you now. Yeah, this So episode... even though she didn't die in the battle, she still needs that lesson. Yeah, this episode is obviously about the emotional beats and the that philo- and the philo- philosophical points of revenge, and I'm I'm just sitting here trying to work out the logistics of, of the, because it's you know kind of fun sometimes <laughs> how does purgatory work uh, i i guess dante still has the best description for that so ever read the purgatorio yep. um, i'm mostly familiar with purgatorio because that's what they call it in the the bayonetta games a very oh, okay. dante inspired <laughs> oh okay so we saw paradiso inferno purgatorio they, they they have italian politicians in there too oh they have vague European countries that are not just explained. Oh, okay. So they can just... I mean, th- th- those whole games are about Catholic guilt, so... He's <laughs> muddle all the details. Yeah. Um, where did, What kind of tripometer utterance do you want to put here? See, for me, it's not that high. Mm-hmm. But maybe what... Like, it's impossible to do this, but watching it in the 60s that maybe you hadn't... It didn't seem as cheesy for Lincoln to show up and stuff. <laughs> I was thinking, like, when this episode aired, the Civil War had ended less than 100 years ago. Right. Whereas now this episode is, like, 
62 years old for us. Yeah, we're almost uh, equally removed. So, so yeah, it is a very different feeling. When you were growing up in Atlanta, did it feel like the Civil War was recent history? Oh, God, no, not recent history at all. Okay. But but I think we still saw more trappings of it then. Uh, again, mm. uh, the Georgia state flag did not drop the Confederate battle flag to like the 90s. Right. And then we were not the last state to do that. Because <laughs> growing up in the UK in the 90s, World War II definitely felt fairly recent. Like my grandparents said, if they didn't fight, they at least um, like lived through rationing and stuff because they were kids. Yeah. I'm, I don't. How, I don't think I ever felt World War II as particularly recent, but we also had Vietnam to, you know. Well, that's it. Yeah, we hadn't really had anything since. We had like Falklands, but again, uh, seventeen years of America's history, not war. Well, so also, we have World War II, more apart recent. from like Pearl Harbor, didn't touch your shores, right? Not, yeah, yeah. There was a few submarine skirmishes off right off the coast. Whereas our actual cities were bombed, right? <laughs> and it was a, a quick hop and a skip over to France to like absolute devastation so yeah yeah maybe for you the civil war felt closer because it was geographically closer mm. even if it wasn't in terms of time oh yeah, yeah. i mean I'm, you know i where my parents houses who knows what went on there because that was certainly in the, the you know the realm of battle mm -hmm. so uh, yeah i said half the campsites you go to are like oh this was this so and so battle you know or whatever yeah <laughs> so that's you ever find fun. a bullet or anything like that uh, I mean, they have that stuff in the stores too, don't they? Um, I, no, I don't I, just mean like going into Walmart and buying a magazine. I mean, no, like, I know, I know what I you know, mean. Joking, I know I'm what joking. you mean. I'm just sitting here. <laughs> I'm just sitting here thinking if I ever found anything of like particular note. Hmm. I can't, or or like maybe someone I was around it. You know? Um, yeah. Honest, honestly, I'm. I'll, I guess I'm gonna say no, but it seems like perfectly in the realm of possibility. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I guess I wasn't looking for it. You know? So yeah. I'm hiking that sort of thing i mean i wasn't like obsessing on the civil war when i was at the battlefields it's just like mm. you know you see the occasional cannon sitting around and uh the, memor the memorials and stuff right so mm. i see anyway i guess um my score for this is uh, i'm thinking around 3.5 um i the atmospherics are pretty trippy i think mm. like have uh, you played metal gear solid 3 i have not so one of the bosses in that can like talk to ghosts and you have to walk down like a riverbed past the ghost of every soldier you've killed up to that point in the game. <laughs> so if you play, you can play that game completely non-lethally, non in which case it's a quick stroll and then you can shoot the boss. And then it's he on the riverbed? Uh, but if you played it like me, just playing like Rambo. <laughs> oh, there's your beep, sorry. <laughs> um then yeah, you basically get a reenactment of this episode of the Twilight Zone. <laughs> okay, um, yeah, sure. But that that's an example of where the interactive element of that medium can add something. Right, right, because you could have a peaceful stroll or a stroll yeah, of the dead. You're facing like your own actions. Right. Whereas yeah, no, they did it. There was no scene in this where like they met someone specifically they'd killed. True. True. Which maybe would have been what would have pushed it into a more. Well, he was definitely zone for me. What what was the situation with him and the dude who had lost an eye? Because they were definitely that guy had helped him. He'd, he'd helped him, and then he got shot in the eye. Okay, yeah. there we go. So he, he did witness his death at least, but yeah, mm. <clears throat> but he was not a yeah. They did not 
yeah, they were actually helping each other somewhat, I guess. Yeah. Mary gives him water later. That is weird. Like he, the bullet goes through him, but he still want, needs the water, huh? Choose one. Uh, I think that's a common thing, like, is that you need water in afterlife stories, right? Yeah, okay. Crossing the river. I feel like I've come across that before. I mean, I guess that's what this is. With the mist and stuff, this is your river sticks, right? So, yeah. yeah, So, I I, I did wonder if they're going to push the water a little more because of that, but yeah. Mm. Um, But then I was like, well, the bullet went through him, but he needs to drink. Shouldn't the water just spill right out of the bottom? (laughs) (laughs) Or did the bullet go through him or just not do anything? Oh, okay. Did she even fire a bullet, right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe she didn't load it. Maybe she's nicer than we thought. Oh no, no, maybe that maybe the, the gun doesn't fire bullets in purgatory, right? Like <laughs> <laughs> you're already in uh, purgatory. It wouldn't actually be bullets from a shotgun, it would be uh, shells. <laughs> yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> I, I, I recently learned that in the uh, a decade after in the um the Wild West, if you if you really wanted to be effective uh mm. in times of trouble, you're better off with a sawed off shotgun than a revolver. So the law oh, yeah, yeah. guys would have sawed off shotguns and most cowboys didn't have a gun at all because they were expensive and they didn't want to get into trouble. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, but if you were a sharp shooting bandit, then you'd have a yeah. I mean, these guys have guns, of course. They're in a wall. <laughs> Should I say hope they have guns? Because I bet some of them didn't. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sure plenty of blokes would marched off with just a a broom and a pat on the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> them, they went about. So I, I was about to. Oh, I hope they have guns. So I was like, wait, no, I, I, I don't hope that. Okay, well, war, war is problematic. I guess is the basic. I hope there. the Organians took all their weapons away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll go with that. Okay, uh, you have any final thoughts on this bit of of civil war trippiness? No, I mean, I guess just as as I've as I've probably gotten across. I'm not that familiar with the Civil War. And it does seem odd how much cultural cachet it still kind of has in America. Like, it's not like Brits ever think about the War of Independence anymore. Or even like the Hundred Years' War with France, you know? Okay. Basically, our our emotional connection to history kind of stops at World War II. Yeah. I, I will say when people would visit Atlanta, like and and you know Japanese friends would visit Atlanta, places we take them to would often include the Cyclorama, which is the giant painting of the Battle of Atlanta, Stone Mountain, which has offensive carvings on it, and lots of old timey South stuff. Um, the the Margaret O'Mitchell House, uh, where she wrote Gone with the Wind. Uh, I mean, a lot of the places you would take people. Kennesaw Mountain, that's a battle. Mm. You take a lot of the people places you take people to have at least some civil war imagery or or something. So mm. like in the UK, you would take people to historical places. It's just that the history is much more ancient, I guess. Yeah, and all but of that, our... that's also just because we've got older history, maybe, but and I'd pretty much say all of the historical places around Lana would be considered civil war place. I'm thinking of anything else that kind of fits the bill. Um, mm. Oh, I don't know. I see. Oh, oh, I think there's a Revolutionary War battle site about an hour north of Lana, but that, yeah, so that, that's slightly mm. different. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, as far as historical sites, it's all civil war stuff in the south. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess any history before those two wars has been erased. Well, no, and yeah, no one was. I mean, let's face it. Basically, no, nobody was really living there. You know, I mean, a few people, but 
not that many. Is that what they tell you at your school? Well, even now, the southeast population is nothing like the northeast population. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not ideal living conditions, right? Yeah, yeah. So pre-Civil War, I mean, there were, there were people, but not like there were in the north, and certainly not like in Europe, right? Like population yeah. density in Europe was already, it had been kicking for hundreds of years. So, mm. um, okay, we'll tie this one up today. This time enough podcast on Twitter, on Facebook, on Patreon, you can support us under Podcastio. Podcastio is where we have a call at Disney. Talk about Disney films and in the weird sense of the word. Uh, Luke and I have, have started looking at the top 100 and bottom 100 rated movies on IMDb for films and filth. So come hear us watch movies we want to see and ones we don't want to see and ones we might be surprised to see. Hmm. I guess. And at that same link, Podcastio Podcastio on Patreon, you can find the other podcasts that I do, not with Matt. You've got Luke Loves Pokemon, which just hit 60,000 downloads this week. Um, that's probably more than that. That's just since we moved over to this provider. There's Monster Mash, which is actually just winding down as we speak, because we've talked about all the monsters for the time being. And there's the Game, sh- the game, game Show, a game show about games where three or four British guys swear insults at each other for about an hour. Alrighty, so gonna head on down that trail. Literally now, it's not foggy though, and I don't think I'm dead. But you know, sometimes so, you yeah, literally. Like, like, is that how you view your job at this point? Try to chase the mirage beyond you. Know that fate only pushes behind you If you're ever in doubt, turn off your mind You will see that the stream just moves on
Just moves on 